You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network once again coming to you for an Australian Survivor recap episode. We are up to episodes 18, 19, and 20 of the sixth season. We are only now less than a fortnight away from discovering who will be winning this season. And three episodes to discuss today. We're about to hear from two Season 5 contestants, Paige Karen and Matt Dyson. We were going to be having uh, Season 4 contestant uh, Tara Pitt on, but unfortunately scheduling couldn't get worked out with that one, so we had to sort of move on and uh, try again. And you probably, if you're following our social media pages, went on a little bit of a journey with us in the last 24 hours as we kind of locked someone in there and thereabouts. But uh, we... Uh, very grateful for the time here that Paige and Matt gave us to chat about it. It's a fun chat, lots to discuss. So without further ado, here is our Survivor, Australian Survivor Season 6, Episodes 18 to 20 recap with Season 5 contestants Paige Karen and Matt Dyson. Another big week of Australian Survivor. We're very much at the pointy end of the show now. We're only a few episodes away from finding out who will be the newest sole survivor of Australian Survivor. And I'm very excited once again to be able to have a couple of former contestants, both from the same season, both from the very first Champions vs. Contenders. First of all, I will welcome back, I'm going to call him our very good friend right now because he's our very good friend, the first boot from that season, Mr. Matt Dyson. Matt, welcome back to the Oz Network. As always, it's a pleasure, Ben. And also joining us, uh, our very good friend as well. She's never been on the show, but that doesn't mean that she's not our very good friend already. I do, of course, speak of Miss Paige, Karen Page. Welcome to the Oz Network. It's a pleasure to have you on the show today. It's a pleasure to be here. It's exciting to be able to have two people on at once. We did this a few weeks ago with Anita and now there. Matt, Matt, you're just a connected man. Like, these people vote you off and then all of a sudden you're getting them on the show with you. Like, I mean, you... Wait, we like him better than the ones that got to the end. <laughs> <laughs> see, they were, see, I think they're regretting their, their, their choice of voting me out, but now oh, they get mate. the podcast with me, so what, what can we say? Yeah. Real life is better than survival life. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. No, that's notice for how sure. when we had Zach on, nobody was on with him. So, you know, there's probably a reason for that. Like, it's just kind of, you know, you, you partner up there, Matt. and then, No comment. Yeah, poor old Zach. Uh, he's out filming again at the moment, isn't he? Who really cares about him? But um, He it's, is, yeah. <laughs> it's a big week uh, of the, the show again. And maybe, Paige, I'll start with you. Just initial impressions, I guess, so far of this season. Uh, I mean, have you been enjoying it? Kind of what's it been like watching it now that you can say that you're actually a former player watching a new season of Survivor? I think I can speak for three seasons worth of contestants that when all the promos kind of were like, this is the best season ever, we were all like, um, okay. But I have to say this genuinely is the best season ever of Australian Survivor. Um, You know, the cast that we're left with pretty much post-merge is, like, amazing. The gameplay has been great. You know, people, the pre-merge was 10 times better than our pre-merge was for, you know, a variety of reasons. Obviously, we had a few things working against us, but I think it's just been people just out there to play a game, and, and that's been awesome to see. I think everyone learns from the season before them, and obviously learning from the champions versus contenders was a real benefit for this season. I think we had a lot to to make up as we went along last season. So um, I've loved it. I have just, you know, I, I even had lunch with Baden a few weeks ago, and I was like, do not tell me a single thing because I want to watch this and be shocked and be surprised. So I've loved it. Fantastic. Matt, I'll, I'll transition into you by, I guess, just asking 
Uh, obviously, you've been on a couple of times to talk about this, but I mean, this season right now, I mean, we're about you know a fortnight away from this all being over. But uh, you know, since we last chatted with you, uh, how have you kind of you know taken and bought everything? Have your opinions changed much at all about how things are going at the moment? Yeah, it's it's hard to believe we've only got is it four more episodes until we until we know who's going to take out and uh, take out the championship of being the sole survivor. But um, look, I, I've absolutely loved this season, as you know. Um, probably this week's worth of episodes is probably um, probably not been my favourite uh, throughout the season. But you know, we we know there's always going to be a non non elimination episodes throughout the season. We knew it was coming and. Uh, I think in the end it was still a great result, and yeah, I'm pumped for these last four episodes. I'm glad you sort of mentioned that because what I wanted to do with this week is kind of get the negative out of the way and then focus on maybe the future of where we're going and kind of look ahead because I think you hit the nail on the head probably out of all the weeks. As as great as this season has been, this was a pretty unsatisfactory week. I I tweeted out saying this is maybe the most pointless week I think I've ever watched in Australian Survivor Mm -hmm. just because we had two non-eliminations that all led into one elimination where... The two people who were non-eliminated got eliminated anyway. So it was kind of, <laughs> did we really need all that kerfuffle happening just to give us the bleeding obvious? Um, so we, we lost Simon, we lost Daisy, two of my favourites. I, I, I was really getting partial to poor old Simon. But um, me too. I know, like we never saw him. He, he was, and then there he was. He was I making a late. He, he was making a late run there, wasn't he? It was sort of like a like a super sub, like he's just come in mid-season and all of a sudden he's winning challenges and, um, yes, yeah, getting to speak and do a few yeah. confessionals. It was, a, And then all of a sudden he's gone. So, yeah. But his rise was, from the bottom to the top is something no one has really talked that much about. Like he was next off the block after ET. He got absolutely yeah. saved by obviously Merge and yeah. then he kind of rode his way to basically what he's the – what fourth or fifth jury member like that's incredible yeah. so he got saved by that kind of twist in the game um, you know ben it's, it's funny like i we, we've spoken numerous times about how i always say about that 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 a lot of luck in the game and thin line between winning and losing uh, Paige just made a great point like i actually just didn't think about that that he was next in line after et he could have mm-hmm. been you know he could have been gone so early and we wouldn't even be sitting yep. here talking about him at all we would you know um but uh, you know, he, he did have a, a fair bit of luck there, the, the tribe swap, and mm-hmm. then the whole fact that the contenders kind of imploded and just started tearing each other apart. Yeah, yeah. and he sort of just breezed on through, didn't he? And it was, it was actually quite surprising. I thought he was going to get to the final three or final two. It was actually quite surprising that in the end, I wasn't. Ex- that's one thing out of this week I didn't expect was to see him get the vote to go to that... Um, to that, uh, the, what do you call it, the island? But um, yeah, and in the end, he, he's gone now. But uh, that was a that was probably the biggest surprise packet of the week for me was the fact that he did go. I think that what it came down to as well is, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I was only saying probably a week or two ago that like no one, no one is targeting Simon. Like he's he's going to breeze through to the final few just because no one's looking at him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think as you both alluded to there, he got a, he got a good rub of the green with the twist with the the switch, but then I guess kind of long end of the stick though when they kind of were you know going after somebody to try and target to switch the game up, which they ultimately did by taking out Simon. And I mean, at the end of the day, you you want to go up against Daisy and you know send someone there that maybe can beat them, um, you know, on there and then 
bring him back, but then vote him out again. Like it was, should they have targeted Janine? Like, cause that's what a lot of people have been questioning this. Cause they seem to want to go after Janine. And then all of a sudden they've gone back to taking out Simon straight away. I'll start with you maybe with Matt. Do you, do you think they made a mistake there by going for Simon and not Janine when she was not with an immunity necklace around her neck? Yeah, I have actually spent a bit of time thinking about this because probably when it happened, I couldn't understand, like a lot of people couldn't, why it was Simon and not Janine. Obviously, Janine's getting the better edit. She's, you know, we've got the godmother tag and and she's definitely, we've seen her run the game. I think what I've realised now is I I don't think we realised how close he was with Pia and Janine. We always thought it was... um, you know, Abby, Pia and Janine, but I really think it was, you know, uh, uh, Janine, Pia and Simon. I reckon they were the main three. And I think in the end they just realised, well, he's probably got a good chance of winning a lot of, you know, most of the immunities and he was really close with Pia and Janine and I think in the end that's what got him out. They thought, well, we can't take him any further. What, what do you think with that one, Paige? Do you think, uh, you know, again, they, you know, should have should have gone for Janine on that one? Sort of agree with what Matt said at all? I think it's really interesting to watch. Like, obviously, we know we're not always getting the whole story Mm. because we kind of get this running theme of the godmother. And I tend to think that, you know, that might have not been as strong out there as it it has appeared on the edit. I think Janine would have been definitely the leader. But I think out there it's that fine line of, well, you want to get out the leader who's this big strategic threat, but also she's the leader and you don't want to piss her off in case Mm. it doesn't go off. So I think everyone's been playing that fine line of, well, we can't turn against Janine for these reasons. I don't know about the Simon vote. Everyone was saying it's because he's a challenge threat, but I don't know if he's more of a challenge threat than anyone else. The fact that Luke's won two immunities, the fact that Janine won an immunity, the fact that Pia won an immunity shows that all of these individual challenges when it gets to the kind of sticky end, they're not just the big buff guys that are going to win them all. It's really based on different parts of your strength or different parts of your body. You know, the fact that Baden was battling Simon a few days ago for immunity, It's just it just shows that I don't know if the the challenge threat vote is really that sound anymore because you just don't know what you're going to expect. So I was really confused because it just felt like everyone was acknowledging the fact that Janine was this big strategic threat and she literally says what she thinks in tribal council. She says how the vote's going to go. She's not afraid to basically tell the person who's going home that they're going home. So, yeah, it's been really um, strange, actually, that no one's turned on her. Obviously, Pia's not going to turn on her. But it's interesting that Luke and Harry haven't really gunned for her when she hasn't had immunity. Quick question, Paige, relating to your season. When we talk about Simon sort of getting a good twist at the right time to to save Mm. him. For yourself, obviously, you just went just (laughs) before that switch. I mean, is it... Obviously, each season's different, but the two Champions Contender seasons have kind of had a similar thing with the whole Exile Beach and then the switch Mm. and everything... I mean, how much are you watching this season going, bloody hell, you could have done it a few earlier like you did on uh, this season and do it on mine, you might have been safe. And that's the thing, when I saw the swap so early, it made sense because you saw just a contended domination. It was getting super boring on the champion side because they were just knocking off the obvious votes. And every episode I felt like was really obvious. So the tribe swap definitely mixed things up and made you kind of really not know what to expect. And, yeah, to obviously see that so early really kind of twinged something in me because in terms of the tribe swap, obviously it would have saved me. The fact that I was up against three couples who absolutely refused to play game, all they wanted to do was keep safe numbers. You know, those few days sort of before that, 
all anyone talked about was merge. It was merge, merge, merge. And everyone was just doing anything they could to keep safe until merge. Unfortunately, the cards sort of fell where they did in terms of um, at the very start, those two couple, those, sorry, those three couples linked up and there was absolutely nothing you could do to break those bonds. So it was just one of those things that I was on the wrong side of the numbers. And to then, I didn't find out until literally everyone had got home from filming because that was the first time I really talked to people. And when I found out the tribe swap was the day after me, yeah. you, you didn't want to be with me when I found <laughs> that out. <laughs> I was like... Oh, it's just, yeah. It, hey, and that's the thing. It just has to happen at some point. But, um, yeah, bugger. Paige, it couldn't have been any worse than when you watch back and you realise that Stevie was going home first and not me. True, true. Look, and out, out of the two of us, I'm going to say that you had it worse. But, um... Yeah, yeah. I, I do love like the fact that you sort of, you know, you talk about like all oh, these people weren't playing the game. Matt, you know, that kind of... You said that a few times, I think, when you got voted out. So, um, and yet, Paige, yeah. you voted out Matt. So, like, come on, this is like a match made in heaven. You two should have been playing from day one but together. Do we all remember that I was the split and Steve was going home and other people switched their votes? So, I was yeah, the split no. for Matt. So, yeah. I wasn't actually sending Matt home, but other people split their votes. So, yeah. yeah, in terms of the one for me, I like look, if I was in a solid couple, I would have absolutely voted me out. But on reflection, it's like, come on, guys, we could all see that Benji was the threat but no everyone was like no let's just keep in our little couples in our little alliances and look what that did for other people you know they swapped yeah. the next day and those couples were broken up so it's sort of you know it's Murphy's law and it's survivor mm. law and it's whatever the all whatever you want to call it but um yeah Did- seeing the swap really early this year was like man that just saved it saved Simon it saved a lot of people. Digging into the classic Survivor Oz uh, mantra of the what-if scenario then, Paige, I just have to quickly <laughs> ask you this. Had you survived that vote, had you went into the switch, who were who you wanting to work with and, and how far do you think you could have gone? Obviously, there's a lot of scenarios there. You don't really know what tribe you would have ended up in mm-hmm. and things like that. But uh, how do you think you could have gone? <laughs> I mean, in a perfect world, I almost think I would have been like the Christie, like not necessarily winning, but, you know, I made that connection with Matt and the edit showed me basically spilling the beans and telling him everything that was going on. But we had two hours of breakfast together. I think people forget that, that there, it was a two-way conversation. So me and Matt kind of built up a bit of a plan to sort of work together, to sort of talk later on. And, um, you know, myself and, um, you know, and, and Matt obviously had really strong connections. So... I really like to think that I would have maybe got swapped. I would have kind of worked with Matt. I would have, um, he would have kind of dragged me to the end and he would have been my shield for, for quite a bit. Um, but, you know, you, you know, you just can never know. Maybe I would have stayed and, um, you know, maybe everyone would have seen me as a threat because I had been sort of talking to everyone. So you kind of just don't know. But, um, you know, I like to think that it would have worked in my favour at least for a couple of votes because, um, you know, it was only, yeah, three people got voted out before merge. So I could have I could have waited three. Who knows? And you got a nice breakfast with Matt Rogers at the end of the day, though, so that's a positive <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, but... The- I think everyone forgets that I'm from Adelaide. I had no idea who Matt Rogers was. I got there and I was like, so what do you, oh, you play rugby. Okay. I'm basically finding out who he is from scratch and like, oh, that's nice. So like, I think people forget that I was not remotely starstruck. I was just like, so like, what do you do? Oh, okay. Like how long have you played rugby for? So hey, the breakfast was amazing. And Matt is a really great guy. So it was, um, it was nice all round, but obviously it put a huge target on my back and made everyone not trust me so i mean it's one of those things like what are you gonna do 
Hey, Paige, with that, you said you guys were there for like two hours chatting. Did he did he give up any secrets or did he give up anything that late that you later on found was lies or yeah? Because we didn't really yeah. see a lot. We didn't really see a lot of him talking. Was no. it? it was more? Yeah. It was all just me kind of telling him everything. But he told me how like no one trusted Jackie. He told me how like Sam is really like strategic. Like he told me. I mean, at the time, look, the champions didn't need to play. They won yeah. every single immunity. Yeah. They didn't even need to get their claws out. So there wasn't a huge amount for him for him to tell. He re- he loaded onto me who everyone was sort of like who's who in the zoo but he definitely gave me the impression that Jackie was sort of next off the block for them so I basically knew that Jackie was next and she actually was obviously she got voted off right after me um but other than that obviously they were all buds because they didn't need to turn on each other at any point in basically two and a half weeks I find it (laughs) interesting sort of with the whole Simon situation kind of going into the the daisy vote the night the night before because we had that reward it seemingly looked like all of a sudden we're going to be targeting luke and then of course you know back at the beach we've sort of got this new plan let's go after janine janine wins the immunity and all of a sudden this whole plan for luke isn't going on and daisy ends up going home the, the thing i will say about simon as much as i like the guy he was endearing he was he was great to watch i mean outside of the game you know personally i'm not a brisbane lions fan but i i was a fan of him as a footballer <laughs> but it, it it was kind of interesting just how he seemingly had a few opportunities to maybe try change things up, but he just never seemed to really go for it. Uh, I mean, Paige, do you think maybe he just wasn't quite sure or he was just one of these sort of mateship-style players where the, the relationship and the alliance went more than maybe switching over to, to pull a big move to go further in the game? I think it's a bit of both. I think, like, a lot of the champions are cast for a number of reasons and not all of them include being fans of the show. Mm. Yeah. I think they're cast a lot for their profile, the fact yeah. that they fit the mould. I think Simon, like, has obviously, like, loved being out there. You know, everyone, once they've been out there, is like, I would do that again. But it's not until you're asked that you would go, oh, yeah, I would do that. Yeah. So I think it's been very obvious that he has been unsure in terms of gameplay. He hasn't quite known what to do. He's sort of found himself on the wrong side of the numbers by doing a really kind of dumb alliance at the start of the game. Um, but I think kind of as time went on and I think as probably Merge, he, he started he started to go to tribal councils where he saw people like Harry operating and he sort of went, all right, like this is how, you know, this is how it's played. Um, and I think he sort of started to get it a bit, you know, obviously in that reward when he sort of basically told everyone what Daisy had said, Daisy's probably thinking, crap, like that's I didn't maybe mean for that to get to this forum, but Simon's probably putting that out there as a little piece of gameplay. Um, but I just don't think he played his cards right. You know, he had a fair bit going for him. Um, and maybe he shouldn't have tried to win a mini. Maybe he shouldn't have appeared as a challenge threat, mm. you know. And I think maybe if he was a bit more of a sort of, um, you know, student of Survivor, he would have known maybe to not gun for immunities because it's it's like the same model as the people from the previous seasons who got kind of gone gung-ho for immunity um, and they get voted out for that very reason. So I think he really did start to get it towards the end, but he kind of got fooled by, I think, a few too many things, you know, I don't know if you guys saw what got unearthed on the internet about why Simon was digging all those holes, but that was a bit of a, you know, if you'd, um, you maybe shouldn't have fallen for that one. I, I'm unaware I, of this. I feel like we need to be yeah. filled in on this one. Well, okay. So basically Luke obviously found that immunity idol way back at the start when he was with David. 
what he's done is he has replanted the same clue for someone else to find <laughs> and obviously fool them into looking for an idol that doesn't exist. That's so Simon's funny. digging all these holes at the bottom of these trees because that's what Luke, I think Luke's idol alluded to something at the bottom of a tree. Um, and so that's why Simon was apparently digging holes for 12 hours a day. Wow. He thought he was looking for an idol. And Luke oh. had sort of got him on that. So it's just little things like that, I guess. You know, yeah, if you find a, um, a clue, maybe you're thinking, yeah, this is legit. So I think there's a few things he's sort of put a foot wrong that's essentially led to him getting blindsided. Well, well that's brilliant play because it's 12 hours a day that he's not sort of, he's preoccupied Talking doing other stuff. Yeah, exactly. And as we all know, it, it's, it's, just, it's the social game. So mm-hmm. if he's off preoccupied it gives someone else to come in i will say this i will give him a little credit it i think ross having to leave the game like he appeared pretty close with ross i mean that ross was never going to be voted out at that time when he had to leave the game he had been in the you know he'd been with simon from day one in the sportsman alliance um so he certainly wasn't expecting to to, to lose him so who would have known you know Maybe he was on the right path if Ross was still there and Simon would still be there. But, you know, it's, it's you never know what's going to happen with Survivor. Sometimes someone gets injured. Sometimes there's a tribe swap. Sometimes yep. someone finds an immunity. Oh, you never know. And I think, unfortunately, in the end, the, the, Simon probably had the right plan for what he could provide, what he could give. It just Ross leaving may have hurt that. And at the end of the day, sure. he's come back and I think he's got himself a nice cushy new job with Channel 7, doesn't he, in Brisbane? And he's about to present the Norm Smith mm. medal in about three weeks. So, um, yeah. Oh, that, yeah, he's was, fine. Was that the biggest surprise of all? Is that, is that, is that a talking gig? Because it seems <laughs> for the person that – well, I actually – that took me by surprise because if, if, if that is a, in front of the camera talking gig, yet – they hardly show him on survival. He doesn't really come across as a nice guy, but not someone that you're going to want to sit not, there and watch not, for an hour or not a 10 personable or... news guy. Yeah, I think I think from what no. I read, he's maybe mm. just doing some color pieces or that for the fight. I don't know if he's just focusing on the lions because he's got access, but um, yeah. yeah. But I... think about it. Think about it. There's also a certain gap being recently been left by a certain AFL player who's set, recently done some things that are not so great. So maybe <laughs> they're kind of trying Simon out for that role, and maybe they're going to replace him. <laughs> So, so, Paige, are you are you crows or power? I'm crows okay, all the right. way. Just, you know, oh yeah. I, I would say sorry for the season, but I'm a Carlton supporter, so I can't. Um, talk, so, um, but even if I was Port, you'd say sorry for the season. So, you know, can we have Eddie? Can you give us Eddie? Is that all right? Can we have him back? We lent him to you. For I don't a few know. Years. I hope he doesn't leave. <laughs> but apparently, he's past his expiry date. That's what I'm hearing. No, it's all right. Well, you know, we loaned him to you. Got got a few good years out of him. We'll get him back when he's good. Um, <laughs> now, Daisy obviously went this week too. And, look, I, again, big mm. fan of Daisy. It was sad to see her go, but, um, you know, obviously the, the contenders seemingly on their, their last legs with everything. She fought hard. I, I kind of appreciated the way she sort of planted a bit of a seed there to, you know, say that, oh, this was leaked and kind of got a few people talking, worried Luke a little bit. So I think kind mm. of she laid a few seeds there to save herself. Uh, Matt, I mean, overall, Daisy, kind of what's your take on her? I mean, the rumour is that she's out there. I mean, I think she might even be back. I don't know. I don't know if that's a spoiler. Well, she did a live Studio 10 interview the other day. Right. So, so yeah, I think that was kind of, don't really need spoilers. It could be kind of obvious that she's already back. But, um, Matt, Daisy, overall thoughts on how she went in this game? Um, look, to be honest, she wasn't one of my favourites. I mean, obviously, she had a game plan and it got her, it got her so far. Um, but I th- her probably, t- in my opinion, her time was probably right to go. 
Uh, I, I was a little bit disappointed with she found you know every time she found the idol she played it straight away. I think look the first time fair enough she probably had an idol she would have felt threatened. She played it the second time she played it when um, you know when when there was that whole talk about was she going to give that Harry or or, or Baden or um, you know but. It didn't. It, that didn't make sense to me. For, she, I'm not saying she had to give it to someone else. I, I think that would have been a good move, but the odds were, you know, she had 25% chance of picking the right person. I would have liked to have seen her just, just keep it and not play it and keep it for herself and that, and then maybe use it the next trial. I think I, I, I always go on odds, and I think the percentage was that she wasn't going to get voted for that night. Um, I don't – it would have taken a, a lot of courage for the for the champions to put all the votes on her – um, knowing that she did have an idol and, and probably was going to play it for herself. So I think that's probably the one criticism I'll say is I, I'm not going to criticise her for not giving the idol up to someone else. I think at the end of the day, you find it, you do whatever you want with it. I just would have liked to have seen her not play. I just think the odds were more in her favour. And I think in Survivor, if 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 the odds are even by 1% in the favour you got to go with that. I think because there's always risk in the game, as we see, you just, I'm an odds person, and at the end, I think the odds were that it would have been better for her to keep it. In the end, it wouldn't. They didn't vote for her, and then she was gone next anyway. But um, yeah, that, that's probably the one criticism. Paige, what was your take on Daisy? I mean, there's been a lot of um, commentary this season around Daisy being this emotional player. Like, you've heard people talk about it quite a lot. So you get the impression that everyone can see her as someone who reacts to things. And and, and a lot of people do deal with it that way out there. You know, people get really nervous um, just by that sort of gameplay. I think we underestimate also the impact that tribal council can have. Mm. You know, people see like what we see 20 minutes of tribal council and tribal council can go an hour and a half sometimes Mm. and it's questions and questions and questions and, you know, you can go into tribal council thinking one thing's going to happen and then all these questions get asked and all these things get said that are super ambiguous and you start to go, shit, maybe I'm in trouble and you know sometimes and then sometimes you don't pick that up sometimes it's the opposite and you think no i'm fine and then you get blindsided Mm -hmm. so i think we underestimate the kind of power of that 24 hours a day surrounding by other people um i do think you know you know daisy just pulled the trigger way too Mm -hmm. early on like a number of things i think she just thought all right i've got to do this but daisy got herself into a position sort of on purpose by using sean as a bit of a shield um that's the danger you have as a girl when you side with a guy and you create that power couple scenario but that was obviously intentional um but if you're going to create a power couple you sort of have to wear a few of the consequences that if your power couple leaves you're going to be the next one out we saw that with heath and tegan on our season um and we've seen it on a few other seasons as well that power couples it goes bang bang so I think she was sort of always going to, as you said, I think she was always the next vote. I think she was always going to deal with the fallout of being in the power couple with Sean and being the target and being sort of an easy vote. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I feel for her. I think playing both idols immediately and playing them incorrectly mm. would have really hurt. And, um, you know, going to exile especially is no joke. So I think everyone, as I, I think everyone underestimates the impact of exile. Um, and, yeah, to kind of go after that would be pretty tough. That's the thing. It's, it's so easy to sit here and, and criticise someone for playing an idol or whatever. I mean, we all would like to think that we're going to play it properly. And But uh, credit, from what I've heard, that um, obviously we didn't see much of Sam throughout the season from the contenders. Um, but And I know Sam, apparently Sam and... Um, 
And uh, um, sorry, what's her name again? I've gone blank. Daisy. Daisy. Sorry. So I just went blank there. Um, yeah. So Sam and Daisy weren't fully getting along. I think apparently Sam no, was I've a heard really that big, too. yeah, a really big personality, and um, and obviously Daisy didn't like that. So we've got to give her credit. Obviously, she she made early on whether it was a right or wrong decision. Um, she's realised. Well, hang. Sam's the leader of the female pack. Um, apparently, she had a lot of sway. Was sort of calling the shots, and she probably felt that. Well, if I'm going to go that way, I'll probably be out pre-merge anyway. So you've got to give her credit. Um, she ended up. She made a decision, and that was to break away from from her, her contender tribe mates and go with, um, with with the two other champions. So I mean, that's that. That was a big move. Uh, you've got to give her credit for that. I'm sure Adaval in um, Queensland is still going to party. <laughs> Bless you, uh, hard. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> at some point. Tried to hide that. No, that's fine. It's we, we've had worse noises made on this show before. That sounded a bit weird, <laughs> didn't it? Um, I lost my train of thought. Adabelle having a party. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Um, the thing I was going to quickly just touch on before I sort of look ahead to sort of who's left in the game is Jonathan Lapali was forced to come out on social media this week and kind of defend some of the editing because <gasps> yes. uh, little a few people were questioning the count. Um, now it's it's kind of tricky, isn't it? Because I mean, we're all fans of the show. Even before you two went on the show, I'm sure you very much aware that editing is in play when it comes to Survivor and any reality television. And I, I honestly didn't really notice it. I only kind of noticed the backlash afterwards. Do, do you think that, A, it's justified for people to complain about something like that, and, B, Jonathan Pally should be forced to come out and defend it? Because Jeff Probst never does that. Like, people know. People are just sort of aware of this, how it works. I, I might start with you, Paige, on that one. What was your take on how all that played yeah. out? Yeah. Oh, this has been really getting to me this week, and I think it's sort of culminated. And, look, I get that I have a very privileged perspective from being on a reality show and seeing behind the scenes and seeing how it works, but also common sense has to prevail at some point, and this is what irks me about the human race in general, (laughs) is that social media and digital has just allowed all of us to jump the gun to our opinions and blurt them out to the world without stopping to have a think and kind of go, actually, you know, how would that actually work? And Survivor, I mean, every reality show happens, people kind of commentate on things as if it's real life and you kind of just forget that it is an edited production. It is not minute-to-minute real live TV. It is a fully edited, dramatised production. And I actually, for the first time, got involved on like a bloody Survivor forum this week because people were talking about the peer immunity win and people were saying, oh, my God, she didn't let go of the bar and whatever, and I said, guys, do you realise that, you know, editing is made to look dramatic, that, you know, you're not seeing the full story and that also, like, Luke actually came out and explained what happened. But to the JLP thing, I saw him explain what happened and he said, guys, that challenge went for two hours. You know, we had to sort of, like, they obviously edited it in a dramatic way to show Daisy almost getting it and then whatever, and his count was taken from a different part of the challenge. And you go, oh, okay, that makes sense. But even if I'm watching it the first time, I just don't get how people are thinking like, oh, my God, it happened exactly that way and this challenge only went for like, you know, seven minutes or however long you're watching it for. So I got really irked this week because, you know, Survivor fans in general are a bit smarter than the average reality show watcher who watches Married at First Sight or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, you're... We don't mention Survivor, that show on this show, Paige. Be careful now. That's swear oh, words. Sorry. Sorry. Um, but, you know, I just it just really gets me how even these Survivor fans who've watched this show for years and who 
know that these challenges are super intense, just can't put two and two together and go, you know what, maybe it didn't happen that way. So I guess it's, it's you know, it's, it's you know, really annoying that people like JLP and Pia have to come out and clarify this stuff to stop the barrage of hate. But, yeah, come on, guys. Do, do, you, do you reckon, like, end of my Sean, do you reckon they would have known that JLP was going to, do you reckon he got permission to put that well, out? Do you reckon that was a bit of a... Well, yeah, well, I, yeah, he's, he's been speaking random. out a little bit, hasn't he? On He was on the ABC, wasn't he? Because they, they questioned mm, him about, about the... About the whitewashing. Yeah, the diversity side of things and kind of... He, he was mm. sidestepping a little bit and saying, like, I don't think they're going to be too happy with me saying this. So, and then that mm. Channel 10 were quick to kind of defend their... So, I, I feel as though, no, I wouldn't personally think that Channel 10 or Ender Malshine knew that he was going to say that. Which, in a way, I appreciate, no, I reckon... but at the same time, it's you yeah. shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, because when I read it, I, my first impression was, ooh, like, uh, I don't know, did he just write this himself and yeah, no one mm. else knows about it now? Ever, and it's too late, they couldn't take it down because obviously everyone was reading it straight away. I will say this, oh, Paige nailed it on the head. We, we know it's an edited show. Um, you know, we, we've been watching, what, nearly 38 seasons of American Survival. We, we've now got, you know, multiple Australian survivors and... You always wonder when you're watching it, oh, it, it always comes down to the last two people and the challenge is always like one block so away close. from each other. Yeah. You know, th- don't people think, well, hang on a second, like after 40-odd seasons, you know, all up between Australia and America, that seems a big coincidence that every mm-hmm. time it comes mm-hmm. down to like one block, it's an edited show. And, and JLP said that in, in, in his in his post that, you know, there wasn't it wasn't even close in the end. I will say, though, however, um, what I would have liked to have seen, and I think in the future they'll probably do this. You know, as we know over the years when when, um, when immunity challenges or, or, or rewards go longer than expected, they just change it up slightly. You know, we've seen it a couple of times this year where mm-hmm. all of a sudden you've got to take your arms off and you're only yeah. holding on with your legs. I just don't know why. And then you see the time lapse. It'll say, you know, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes. Um, after the two hours, it, they should have said, okay, we, we're going to go from 12 blocks to 11 blocks. And, you I know, shown up. that. Yeah, but, um, mm. but they obviously didn't. We didn't Show know that. watching. Yeah. We didn't know watching it live. We were, we only thought it was ten blocks, but yeah. we found out after with the JLP thing that it was initially twelve mm. blocks, and then it went to ten. Where yeah. they should have just kept it as twelve, and then after two hours, show up to it, and then he could have just said something like, you know, we, we're not, we haven't got a winner. Okay, now it's the mm. first two, eleven blocks or ten blocks, and done it that way, and yeah. just that way everyone knows there's no confusion but yeah i don't know i think the thing is as well is that obviously all of the challenges are tested by people they're tested by what we call the dream team Mm -hmm. and i think there's a difference between the dream team testing the challenges and people who are sleep deprived food deprived um their their energy is depleted their their muscle mass is depleted and also they're fighting for their life that urgency and the tendency to make mistakes when you're not normally i think those things aren't accounted for so you know maybe they tested the challenge and it didn't take them long to get to 12 blocks but then when you've got daisy who's not slept for two days because she's been Mm. in exile and all these aspects you know people are going to keep stuffing up so you know yep they do have to change things on the fly but you know the editing has been a little bit problematic in some of the challenges Mm. and i I think like at the end of the day and it's it's a common trend on the oz network that eventually we'll end up bagging out the editing of australian survivor but (laughs) i I think look the the problem the the way they could have solved and i think i agree with what you're saying about how why not have a quick scene of jay 
DLP basically saying like, okay, guys, this isn't working. We're now going to move to ten. Like, yeah. I mean, we've had that before on um, the US, yeah. like, famously with Sandra and Becky in Cook Islands with the fire making challenge. Like, hey guys, it's you been know, fucking five hours. Yeah. Have some matches. We're going to go like, to matches. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and people understand that. Yeah, everyone's watched Survivor. They understand that. Okay, it's taking longer. They know that whether it's got to be a tribal that night and, and production's got to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's not like it was at the days of was it Palau when they're up on that pole for 10, 11 hours. I mean, mm. that's not going to happen. Those days are over in Survivor. They no, want to they got shit to get, do. They want to get in, get out, get all the shots. Um, ALP needs to get the, some the, makeup the, and some hair done or something Oh, like that. yeah, he's got to get back. <laughs> the, but the, the problem is, I guess, is it couldn't have happened at the, in a worse week. This is a week where there's, got, there's, yeah. the, there's the, you know, uh, non-alim episodes and... It just, it was already, it was already going to be a bit of a down a week compared to the the massive, you know, month or six weeks we've had. So for it, for all this to happen this week is probably making it stand out even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. But yeah, so probably it was just bad timing. I agree, and, and also I just I, I I love the fact that uh, I agree completely what you're saying, Paige, about kind of viewpoints and that because this was in the same week I saw a story about people complaining about product placement on the block now. That's been going for longer than Australian Survivor, and I thought the whole show was built oh, on Jesus. let's go to Bunnings and we'll stop by Freedom while we get some McDonald's. Yeah. Like that's how they oh survive. But anyway, sorry, I swore again by saying <laughs> there the block. hasn't been as much as that. You know, we had the Dare Ice Coffee. You know, mm. I've been waiting for that classic sponsorship reward. I guess we had the car, but that happens every year. But we haven't had the food sponsored Deliveroo. Product, didn't where Dale P says Dare Ice Coffee. Oh, Deliveroo. Sorry, because oh, my bad. You know, I, I just want somebody Stevie. to troll Deliveroo and basically just all be like. Hey, will you deliver it to me? I'm in Fiji right now. Can you actually deliver yeah. me something? Like, <laughs> I'm really upset I didn't get a Dare Ice Coffee sponsorship because when I was at that breakfast with Matt Rogers, I was like, how good is this Dare Ice Coffee, Matt? Like, this is amazing. <laughs> so, like, come on, guys. I do that happen. every week on this show, Paige. I try and, like, drop name, you know, so many sponsors. Oh, and here I am sitting in squalor. Come on, like, you know, just sponsor us. <laughs> I love my Dare Ice Coffee mm. delivered by Deliveroo and freedom furniture and uh now we've got six people left and i actually i'm fascinated that we're at six uh three men and three women because we lost like so many mm. women in a row then we lost so many men oh, in yeah. a row and now we're even yeah. stevens so it, it, that makes it interesting but let, let's have a quick go through each of them um i'll just quick fire questions can they win um where do you think they'll maybe finish uh, looking at how they're out of the game right now. Let, let's start with the godmother, Janine. Um, I just want to quickly add, I loved that moment this week when, was it was it to Daisy when she turned around and basically said, oh, you contenders are in this position, you brought it on yourself. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, Ouch. <laughs> what a comment. Uh, let's start with you, Matt. Janine, what, what's your take? How's the godmother going to fare in this game? Well, well, you know, as we spoke last time on the podcast that I said she was my winner pick. Um, Ooh, I love her. I think words. she's fa- yeah. I, I think she's fantastic, and I'll, I'm going to probably go as far as to say that she's my favourite female player, or definitely in Australian history. I, I just Sorry, I think she's fantastic for the sh- <laughs> <laughs> awkward. You're on the Oz Network, right. man. You're meant to suck yeah. up to our guests on this show. Come on, no, I do not deserve that title in the slightest. So you're the second. You're the second favourite. <laughs> Sorry, um, Nate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I look honestly. I at the start of the season when she was on, there's no way I thought I'd be sitting here now saying that she's my favourite. You know, well, you know, one of my favourite. Well, definitely my favourite female player. Um, uh, David um, was my favourite player of this season, and I think we've noticed a big loss that he's gone. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think she's doing a fantastic. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't a David fan. Think... You knew that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And uh, and uh, you know, I think she's doing a fantastic job. And and honestly, I think if she was sitting there in the final two, unless unless it's Luke sitting next to her, I would I, I would hope that people would put aside the fact that she's a multi-millionaire and judge her on her gameplay. Mm. I, um, I think Luke's, you know, if, if, it was a, if it was Luke and her, I would want Luke to win. Um, but if, if she's sitting there against anyone else, I, w- I, would, I would love to see her win. Paige, what, what are you thinking on Janine? And that's the thing. We get to this stage of the game and you're not only trying to do things to get to the end, but you're trying to do things to make you worthy of the win in the eyes of the jury. So, yeah, I would agree with Matt in that, in that if she got to top two, bloody hell, she is probably worthy of a win, seeing as she has called so many shots, Mm, driven so many votes. You know, she played an idol, like, yeah, okay, she played it, but, you know, she kind of managed to have one secret, which Mm. there was not many secret idols Mm. this season, as we all know. Um, I've kind of been on the fence with Janine's gameplay. I had a problem with, um, you know, her just sort of sticking her feet in the ground in terms of, no, we're champions and we're staying champion strong and too bad, so sad, you're a contender. It's really annoying and, I, you know, obviously I don't know if next season's going to be champions versus, con- well, sorry, the season after next season is going to be champions versus contenders. I really hope it's not because I'm really a bit over this champion strong, yeah. contender strong mentality. You just didn't see that in the first, the previous two seasons because it got to merge and tribe names were out the window and everyone was an individual. But what we've seen is this, you know, this category has really stuck with people and everyone still views each other as champions or contenders, which for me, you know, if I was there last year post-merge, I would have got really annoyed at that because it's like, come on, guys, the whole point is that we're in these two tribes and then we merge and we're individuals. So Janine's really stuck her feet in the ground about that and that sort of annoyed me a bit because champion strong champion strong oh it's so easy when you've got the numbers obviously it turned on her because um you know she got blindsided with the simon vote and um and after that so i guess it's just that sort of annoyed me a bit i don't know if i could respect that if i was a jury member to go janine all you did was stick with the champions up until it kind of turned on you um but yeah you know what she sits there at tribal and she basically says what's on her mind and that's pretty ballsy you know i didn't have the balls to sort of sit there and shoot shots in the air but she did so um yeah good on her let's go to uh abby who um maybe is mm. getting the most invisible edit out of anyone at the moment. I mean, she yeah. sort of hasn't been completely visible all game, but comp- compared to where she was at the beginning, she sort of is sneaking on by here. Uh, just a fun fact, though, I still want to point this out now that Simon's gone, but obviously Abby's still a AFL player. Any season that has featured an AFL player, they've always made the final three. Obviously, Rob Dixon won the very first season mm. back in 2002, and then Brian last year in the final three. So... Statistically speaking, she uh, she's on for a top three finish. I'll start with you, Paige. Uh, as an Adelaide fan, you know, he's, he's your girl, mm. Abby. And uh, it's funny, I watched Abby in quite a few games of the women's and um, I heard little bits and pieces about her um, before she obviously got cast. And, you know, honestly, kind of, I, I have to kind of throw my hat off to her because I didn't expect a lot for her. I really didn't. I really kind of thought, you know what, she's just, she's a very pretty, beautiful football player. You know, she's maybe not going to shoot many shots. She's not going to kind of play hard. 
But look, she did really well. She got herself out of a really problematic alliance and really quickly got herself into a really good one. And that was hard to do because all the sports people were being picked off one by one. So the fact that she saw the opportunity to escape that is really smart. Um, obviously, she is a challenge threat, which helps her. Obviously, the fact that she can win challenges um, has done a little bit of good for her so far. Um, but sort of now we're seeing her get into this sort of, um, you know, oh, my God, I've just made the biggest move ever. And it's like, all right, chill out. All you did was like, you know, kind of blindside someone. But again, that goes back to this whole champions versus contenders thing. It's like they're still playing as two tribes. But just because you blindsided someone doesn't mean that it's such a huge move because they're on this other tribe because you're all individuals. So I think we needed to tone down the kind of gravity. Like everyone was comparing it to Sue's big move, which was, um, you know, the, <laughs> the running theme of the week. <laughs> yeah, we're still waiting. And I'm still waiting for Abby's big move, to be honest. You know, yeah. voting for Simon wasn't that huge a thing. And, oh, voting for my childhood hero. It's like... Okay, oh, sure, like, all right, you know, well done. So, um, you know, I think I don't, I'm not seeing her go, get to the end. Um, but, hey, good on her from kind of getting into a crap alliance at the start and now she's in top six. That's bloody good effort. Matt? Um, yeah, I think, I, I don't think Abby's done a, a bad job. I think you got to remember she's teamed up with Janine for the majority of the game and, She's probably, Janine's very, you know, Janine's used to calling the shots. That's what's made her so successful. And there's probably a good chance that Abby wouldn't have spent, you know, she's a team sports player. Um, She's probably never spent too much time around someone like a Janine. And Janine's, she calls the shots. So, um, and I think if she would have gone against Janine early, there's a good chance that Abby would have gone early. So, uh, look, I think she's played a smart game for what, she had uh, and for the players she had around her and yeah at least at least she's gone against them now like whether it was a great move or the right decision at the time we'll, we'll soon see but you know she's she was waiting for a time to, to pounce and she now obviously believes that's now and she's gone against them and voted out Simon and you look in the revote for when Simon did go home uh, in the end Pierre and Janine end up voting for Simon as well so I don't know what happened there but obviously that was a blind side when they first sent him to Exile Island and then in the end they all voted for Simon. So, mm-hmm. you know, at least at least Abby's trying to build um, some sort of reputation of, look, I've, I am making some moves, you know, and maybe if she gets to the final two, she can sort of say, well, early on I wasn't able to do that, but, you know, at the end at least I started making moves and got myself to how I would get to the final two. But, look, I think I'm happy with the way she's playing. Pia, the Sicilian mafia, mafia boss, um, still my winner's pick. I She was one or two I predicted at the beginning of the season. I'm still on that train. I'm loving some Pia. Uh, start with you again with Matt with this one. What, what, do you, what do you take on Pia? Who, again, can I just say, how is this woman in her 40s? Seriously, she, does, she looks amazing. I know, she's babing. She is. I, I, I'll tell you one thing about Pia is she's got the right idea with playing Survivor. You know, she's always got that smile on her face. She always seems to be very very easy to approach and, and likable. And, you know, she's always got that smile on her face, hence why they call her the smiling assassin. So, um, yeah, that I think we've seen probably, have we seen a bit less of her the last maybe four episodes? I don't know. Mm. That, she's sort of in the middle of the season. She was she seemed to be getting a lot of uh, confessionals. I could be completely wrong. I don't know. It just feels like in the middle of the game we are seeing a lot of her. And now with all the, 
with all of the David going and then and then the, the Exile Island and all that, where we sort of haven't really we've seen a few shots of her and talking about the smiling assassin and all that. So I, I hope obviously we've got four episodes left. Uh, you know, if she is going to get to the final two, I'd like to now see the next, especially next episode, see a lot more of her actual gameplay. Paige, Pia. Yeah, I tend to think she has gotten a bit of a winner's edit in terms of in that very first episode, it was like her saying, I'm either going first or I'm winning. And, you know, the fact that she has been thrown out as an alternate quite a few times, obviously Harry tried to throw her out quite a few times as, you know, we've got to get the Janine's offsiders um, out of the game. You know, it's really interesting that, again, these people sort of seem to be kind of playing a lot of gay, but no one's looking at them. So I think she's done really well in that regard, that all the kind of eyes are on Janine as the leader of the pack. And she's just managed to be, um, you know, the two I see and um, not have any sort of eyes on her, which is which is pretty good. Um, the fact that she won an immunity challenge isn't anything to be looked over. Immunity challenges mm-hmm. aren't designed to be easy, um, but they obviously work for different body types at different times. So earlier on, she was considered a weakness because she was sure and not as strong. But when it comes to individual, um, when there's things that depend on having less body weight, she's going to dominate. So um, she's sort of got a bit of the, the perfect combo in that regard. So I have pretty high hopes for her. Um, but in the same way, and we'll talk about him in a minute, but the same way that Baden might. So, you know, it's it, it, it's really anyone's game at this point. And that's the same for Pia included. I also like this final six too. Just a quick little stat here for you. We've got uh, two Victorians, two South Australians and two Western Australians. So uh, there you go. No. Who's the, oh, Janine. Janine's not a South Australian. No, she's Victorian. Please. She's the other, we've got Who's uh, the other South Australian? Abby and, uh, Abby oh, and Abby. Baden. Yeah. No, Abby's not South Australian. She's, where is she originally <laughs> from? Is she... Well, she, I'm pretty sure she's originally from the Northern Territory right, because, okay. and, um, and WA because basically the Adelaide Crows are basically considered like a Northern Territory uh, and South course. Australian yep. club. Yep. So, yeah. Oh, that's well, we know she, only South Australian. We, 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 know, we know she's definitely not Tasmanian. Well, that, that's how they mm. like to try and pass off Shane Gould yeah. last year as being Tasmanian just because she lives there. She <laughs> ain't. So, um, and again, just to point this out to anyone playing at home, yeah. out of cross <laughs> Here we go. Here six we go. seasons of both Channel 10, Channel 9 and Channel 7 Australian Survivor, Aww. Tasmania is the only state yet to have a representative. So, come on. Come <laughs> on, guys. Do auditions there? I, I, I auditioned for the first three Channel 10 ones. I didn't audition for this one. So, um, right. yeah. I'm See, I'm living in New Zealand yeah. at the moment. It's kind of tricky. And then I'm about to move to Canada. Mm. So, what I'm thinking, I might wow. hold off until the citizenship comes in for Canada and then apply for the American one. So... Absolutely. Yeah, no. I think I, I that would be better. Hi, Jeff. Not hi, Jonathan. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> let, let's get into the men. Harry. Um, yeah. I, I'm pleasantly surprised this guy's still in the game. Um, Paige. Uh, Harry. Oh, I live for Harry. I honestly could watch him all day. <laughs> he is the most like beautiful survivor player you could ask for. <laughs> I think he's got that amazing combination of cockiness, but also he's a bit subtle in his gameplay, but also he's got heart to him. You know, I think there's just so many things that work for him for me personally. 
Um, I think the fact that he goes into tribal and he almost is like an equivalent of JLP. He's almost like, I'm like, wait, who's asking the questions here? Because he sort of throws out these open-ended questions and notions that just sort of sit and everyone goes, oh, shit. So I just, I've loved watching him, but I just think there's no way he's getting to the end with how hard he's played I, I'm really confused why Janine's forgotten that she hates Harry and wants to get <laughs> Harry out. Like, that was, like, the pinnacle of the pre-merge, you know, storyline. And then suddenly it's like, oh, no, you're fine. Like, I'll just, like, look away from you now. So, um, but I've loved him. I've honestly, like, good on him because he just went out guns blazing. He he played his cards right. I think he bided his time. I think he was very lucky to find an idol because it is needle in a haystack out there. Um, but no, good on. Um, thank you, Harry. Just from from me to you, Matt. Are you wild about Harry? <laughs> yeah, I think now in with four episodes to go, I'm probably at the same point as what Paige is with him. Maybe not quite as excited, but quite close. <laughs> um, I just it, love it. Was, it was a it was a slow burn for me, though. I have to admit, I just early on, probably the first half of the season I just couldn't take to him um mm. I don't and I, I was thinking I was looking back now because I am enjoying his gameplay now and I actually really appreciate that he's still in the game and what he's doing um so I sort of sat there I thought well what was it about him that for me that I couldn't quite take to at the start and I think I think it, first it rubbed me the wrong way with the whole stick out the mouth every tribal that Mm. I, I can see the funny side of it now but it was sort of annoying at the time when he was doing it but also too he he the, I don't know whether he's like this in real life, but he does come across a bit monotone. Like you don't really see when he when he talks, whether he's under the pump or if he's doing well. He he sort of just the way he talks is always that same level. He doesn't seem to get too excited about things. It's a yeah, but um, so you never really know what's going on with him. Um, I wasn't why. sure about him in the first half. Like to be fair, I agree with that. I thought he was Benji Carbon Copy 2.0. Yes, he yeah. dressed the same as Benji. He had the same hat, the same shoes, the same shorts. He had everything the same. He had the fake story about his life. And there was a lot that he seemed to be repl- replicating from Benji's gameplay. But I think he just took it to the next level sort of as we got closer to merge. Yeah. Oh, look, and, and I can sit there now and I think it's great that he's one of the six. I've come full circle mm. and... And uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I love the fact that um, that he's now one of the six, and I think he's going to make this this final few episodes really interesting. All right, quick thoughts on the last two, and we'll see if we can fit in a couple of listener questions here. Uh, Baden, your buddy, Ooh. Paige. Uh, oh, Baden, <laughs> I love Baden, honestly. Like, okay, so I've always got the hometown pride. The fact that he's sort of made it so far. And also I, I really like that the people that everyone doubts a lot at the start make it far because they go, oh, no, he's this skinny, weird guy. He's not very social. Um, and I've, I'm biased because I've now met him in person and he's just such a stand-up guy. But, you know, I, I struggle with him because I think if he gets to final two, he's not winning because he has mm. not made a move. He's not done anything. I don't think he's got the respect of the jury. So I think he's, um, you know, he's got to do something very, very soon if he wants any chance of being mm-hmm. given a win because, um, unfortunately, everyone's just going to say, Baden, all you did was sort of sit there while everyone shot each other and you sort of watched it all happen. So I think game-wise, um, I think he might think that he's done a lot of things, but unfortunately when, you know, what you do doesn't eventuate into an elimination, I think you're going to struggle. But, um, you know, he's done pretty well to kind of go from, again, that first doubt that, you know, he might have got voted out first and now here he is. Matt? 
Yeah, well, he's one of two players still in the game that could have been voted out first of their tribe. Obviously, Pia nearly got voted out and, and, and Bader nearly got voted out of the contenders. So for for him to still be there, the final six, that's fantastic. Um, look, if he's in the final two, I don't think he'll win. Um, I, I Out of the final six, he's probably at the, the bottom of the six um, that I want to win. But, you know, he, he's, he's played against some massive personalities throughout the season. And for someone that nearly was first out of their tribe, I think it's a credit. Whether, even if he gets voted out next episode, I think it, I think this season for him has been a success, the way he played, and, and I think he can you know, hold his head up high. And our man Luke, still in the game. He's made it further than the first time. Matt, old Lukey, the, the king of the jungle. Will he be the king of the jungle? Look, Luke is... What a player. What a player. What a, what a win for Channel 10 to... To, to get him back on, um, you know, after, you know... It, Paige, is it annoying that we were in the seasons between him playing? Like, he's played on, the, obviously, the Channel 10 versions mm. of you know, season two. And, to, you know, it would have been great to have him in the season that yeah. we were playing. But, look, he, that guy, is, he's, he's, a, he's one in a million, honestly. And t- the stuff he gets away with and the way he just says it and laughs it off and people just love him and the gameplay, like, it's just... You're not. We're not going to get another Luke anytime soon. And if he gets that final two, he wins hands down. No one, yeah. no one can beat. No one in Australian Survivor history could go up against him in a final two and win. I'll, no. I'll go as far as that. He is by hands down the number one Australian Survivor um, we've had. And I think I'll, I'll say this though: him coming back. If he would have been voted out early, you know, at the start of the season, we saw him. We saw the shots of him doing the whole spy shack again. And, you know, if he would have been voted out, say, fifth or say where Bradbury went out, if he went out there, in the end, it, they could say, oh, Channel 10 made a bad decision bringing him back after only, you know, one other season prior to his first season. Um, you know, he's come out, he's just done the same thing, spy shack. You know, it could have gone wrong. It could have gone wrong for him and it could have gone wrong for Australian Survivor. The fact he's got through all that and now is sitting there in the final six, it's... It was a risk putting him on, like that being the only returnee, but oh, hasn't it? Pay- it's paid off. It's massive payoff. Oh, yeah. I think, like, as you said, he, he's got to get to final two or he's not winning. And yeah. what I've said to a few people actually is that there was no way he was getting voted off early because who doesn't want to be around Luke? Who doesn't want to play yeah. with Luke? The thing is, he had that in the bag because. He's back there. Everyone's a fan of the show. Everyone's watched the show. So they're like stoked. I get to be around Luke. Of course, you're going to kick off other people, but you want to be friends with Luke. You want to know Luke. You want Luke to like you. You want Luke's approval as a fellow Survivor player because he is this returning champion. So I'm with you. I think he's played it beautifully. I think his social game is the best out of anyone on this season. I think um, his, obviously, family situation plays into a lot of what people love about him, and that's not um, a bad thing about him at all. Um, Obviously, what he shared with um, not only the cast out there but Australia about his family is completely endearing. Um, The fact that he's out here in a really hard time of his life to, to do this for his family is something you can't really argue against. But despite that, he has played amazingly. You know, he's befriended people at the right times. He's turned on people at the right times. Um, yeah, you, you there's, it's pretty hard to fault him. Another yeah. fun fact, and we'll get into some of these listener questions quickly, um, just on that state issue, the five winners of Australian <laughs> Survivor, they've only ever come from Victoria and New South Wales. How sad is that? Oh, bullshit. Like, that's very sad. That's, 
just I guess there's more people, so the odds are. But you know. and and you know the funny thing is in the in the first Channel Ten season, which Christy won, out of the final four, am I wrong? In the the, the second, third, and fourth place were Queenslanders. Correct. Yep, absolutely. And, and we and Queensland still we still couldn't get the win. We had a seventy five percent chance. <laughs> no, no, the, the, in in the Christie in the first Channel Ten season, oh, we sorry, had Christie, uh, Christie, yeah, because yeah. So Rob, um, Rob Dixon, had... Victorian, beat Western Australian uh, Sconia, Sconia in the first one. Guy Leach, New South Welshman, uh, Justin Melvey. I don't know where Justin Melvey is from. It doesn't tell me. Sydney, so two New South Welshmen there. Christie beat Lee, so New South Wales versus Queensland. Jericho beat Tara, so that was Victoria versus Queensland. Gee, Queensland, a lot of runner-up spots here, Matt. Mm. Um, and then last year, Shane, who originally is from New South Wales, she's not Tasmanian, uh, beat Sean <laughs> from Victoria. So, um Wow, it's not yeah. a good representation of our states and territories <laughs> based on these winners. Damn, damn. Um, there's a diversification problem, Channel 10. It's not the, the race matter, it's yeah. the state and territory matter. Come on. Um, some of these listener questions, I said a lot of them here, uh, some of them we've talked about, but I'll just kind of get to the juicy ones here, I think. Oh, yeah, um, bring it on. Chris Dixon sort of mentions a question that, uh, Matt, you just kind of brought this up, I think, said, how insane is it that Luke has made it further than last time? And if he wins, would he become, would he be considered the best Australian survivor of all time? So you're, you're already saying he is, though, Matt. So you're saying that Luke already has that title, do you think? Yeah, I'm saying that he's, that if he went up, if, if, if everyone, if every single Australian survivor player was sitting at the, like, sitting to be, and everyone could get vote for who would win, he would get it. I'm just saying that at the moment, he's the number one of like no one could sit next to him and win because I think with all the way he's played and and his personality and, and just what he gets up to and how he does it in a way where it's people still love him, you know. Um, yeah, I just think I just don't think there's one player that could that could beat him so far. Um, so yeah, I, I look if he if obviously if he wins this season, yeah, of course he's the greatest player we've had. Yep. You agree with that, Paige? Yeah. Oh, by by default, the fact that you played two seasons and both seasons you've made post-merge, both seasons you've made jury, um, and in the second season you managed to get to top six um, and, you know, he's really not received that many votes, you know, for someone that you would expect that would have. And, and look, I I don't want to speculate what's happening with the next Australian survivor, but I'll, I'll ask this, like, could we get away with putting him on a, a game? So that no. would be that, no. that. No, I agree. I, I thought he was so. going. So, I thought he. Sh- I mean, in my personal opinion, he well, should be on that season. That's just my. Yeah, my well, I think you fatigue the character too much. He's a yes. very specific character, the yes. larrikin type. The I don't care. I'm just here to cause chaos. There's there's certain other people that probably fit that mold, and they can't fatigue you know him as yes. a character too quickly. I, I think it would end up being a bit of a case of with like Russell Hansen America when he played his third time it was like the third time in 18 months he played and people would just over him at that stage mm. and and obviously Russell and, and Luke are completely different personalities but um I think like I said I, I I stand by this if Luke would have gone fourth or fifth this season it would have come out that it was a mistake getting him back like this early from his season mm. only one um I think the fact that he managed to get through that and now everything he's done it's it was like it was all or nothing with him, and I think it's easy it to say now that it could have been him. It couldn't have been anyone else. No, and if he would have got, if he would have gone in the, in the first couple of weeks, everyone would have said, "Oh, it was a mistake bringing him back so early." So, but I agree with you, Paige. I, I think as much as, it, of course, he's an all star, um, you, you can't bring him back again. Not this early. 
Uh, Saxon asks a question to you, Paige. Who is the one player mm. from American Survivor that you admire the most? I have always been in love with Boston Rob because <laughs> I think there's just something about him. And I think it's, again, that, that Harry-esque thing of, like, I'm just here and you're all playing my game and you're in my house now. Um, but, again, like, Boston Rob was that part of my childhood of watching Survivor and, like, who can forget the Boston Rob Amber, like, couple, coupling. And, um, yeah. And, and and then I think, um, oh, my God, I've had a mental blank, but she's done really well and she did all the meditation to win all the challenges and she's got, like, an interesting name. Poverty? Yeah. Uh, Yes, poverty. Yes, I love poverty. I'm all about poverty. Well, you're about to get uh, about 12 months worth of Boston Rob and then uh, about another six of poverty <laughs> after that. So uh, oh, no. you're in for a treat. Have I they just run out of people now? Like they're just going to kind of do all-stars forever. Hey, one day, hey, here's an idea. One day we might get an Australian survivor with a big statue of Luke. Hey, there you go. Maybe. You know, they're doing it, well, they're, do- we're, they're doing it obviously in the American one. So, oh, you know. Oh, God. We, we can- <laughs> I, I think that, um, Matt, we don't want to ever see those statues again, but uh, sure. No, no. We can just put one of Luke no. like in uh, Canberra or something like that. Uh, Prudence also, oh, yeah. question for you, Paige, as well from Prudence here. What is the most proudest move in the game or favourite moment in the game uh, in general that was funny at camp? Jeez. It's a pretty tough question. Everyone sort of asks that, but I think, like, they forget that you, like, I was there for 24 days spending 24 hours a day with these people and, you know, that's all you're doing. You're not leaving. You're not going to work. You're not going to home. You're just with these people. So there's just so many funny things that happen. Um, I think that it was just those times in the middle of the night when, you know, you can't sleep or whatever and you're just sort of talking absolute shit um it's just like endless amounts of stories um i think the funniest people the funniest person in our tribe was Heath. you know there was basically this story he came up with um he told us from his childhood and one of our night producers he just sort of made up this nickname for him and we kept calling him alistair ankle pants <laughs> and it was just like i can't explain how funny it was but like it's only because you're so sleep and food deprived and Heath was honestly the funniest person out there by a mile. So he just made so many funny moments. He's such a big kid and, um, yeah, just endless amounts of funny times with him. couple more here. Um, some good ones here, actually. Kathy asks, is this the best final six Australian Survivor has ever produced, as in just the Channel 10 seasons? Absolutely. I would 100% say. I think when you look at even the final two of the first three channel seasons, um, channel 10 seasons, sorry, I just don't think they stack up strategically, physically or gameplay-wise. I think obviously we got to a situation at the end with Christy and Lee where Christy managed to sort of, you know, literally Bradbury her way to the final two. Um, I think with the second one, you know, Tara again sort of managed to just sort of fly under the radar of people shooting each other out. And um, and Jericho took it out. And then I think last year's final two was like, yeah, did any of them pull huge moves throughout the season? I'm really not too sure. But really, I think as we've discussed today, I think all of these final six have a reason to be there and have done things to make their way there. So I think it's by far the best final six. Matt, would you yeah, agree with that? It's, 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 yeah, it's a no-brainer by far. It, you know, you can sit there and sort of sum up maybe where another season's come close, but it's it's not close. It's I, definitely the – yeah. when you – yeah. 
I'd agree completely because, I mean, you know, you look... I think kind of the most complete, I agree with you, Paige, what you just said, because I think if you look at each of the other ones, you know, you could easily take two or even in some seasons three or four out. I think the closest you would get would be season four or the second Channel 10 one. I think kind of that was maybe the most interesting one. And we just lost Luke, didn't we, just before the final six? But, Mm. um, I mean, yeah, Tara was entertaining. Jericho was entertaining. You know, Ziggy was there. Lockie was there. Michelle came alive and Peter was there. So... So, um, oh, yeah, but uh, no, I, I agree. I think I think out of the Channel 10 ones, definitely. Um, <laughs> Lou asks, if you could erase any season of uh, Survivor US from your memory to never remember again, what would it be and why? Matt, there's one for you to start off with. Oh, jeez, that's a, that's a hard one because even the, even the, the ones that aren't as memorable, you're still, you're still glad you watched them, but... I was, go- I mean, I was going to say the last one, Edge of the Edge of Extinction, but I mean, I like, st- I still like the fact that they tried it once. Um, it sounds like they are going to do it again for season forty, but you know, uh, yeah, look, that's a tough one. I don't think I'd erase. I'm, I, look, I'm, I'm, I love watching them all. There's no matter how bad they are, it's still, still good to be able to watch it. The pizza answer. I haven't heard that one in a long time. Um, Paige, <laughs> do you have any particular that you would erase? Oh, uh, I don't think. Look, I've I watch. The American one, I don't watch it religiously like some of my fellow players, um, so I don't think I can pick just one. That's I, I really enjoyed a lot of American. It's obviously a different product to the Australian Survivor. I, you know, I watch them for two different reasons. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I don't really have a thing. I think they're all great. You know, Jeff's there for all of them, so yeah. how could it not be great? I did like on your bio um, how you said the only reason basically you wanted to go out there was to see um, how the real arms of Jonathan Lapalia in lo- in real life. Oh yeah, <laughs> did that. Was that was yeah. that the best moment of your time out there? Uh. Um, it was definitely one of those things where it's like this isn't just for TV. Like he really does have those guns. And when he was like carrying <laughs> Ross out, and everyone was making those comments about like that's the reason he has those biceps. Like it's like, yeah, it's true. So he's a pretty good looking specimen. So um, he's a different sort of host to uh, to Jeff, um, but he has his merits. Does anyone ever accidentally or deliberately call him Jeff? Well, uh, Steve did Stevie. in the first tribal, remember? Oh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. I, I would, oh, I would just amazing. do it deliberately all the time. I'm like, hi, Jeff. Um, mm, we're like, just... Steve, do you know where you are? <laughs> Couple oh, more here. Uh, Leah P, just a comment uh, for you, Paige, says, uh, Paige, your Aww. tweets make me laugh. I remember a certain one where you said, Aww. this season is actually so good, said my boyfriend, who absolutely never said that about the season <laughs> of Survivor AU his girlfriend was actually on. So It was so, like, he didn't even know what he was saying. But um, <laughs> the thing with me is I, I'm really, I'm obviously working social media. I'm really big on social media. But because I'm half an hour behind everyone, I can't yeah. like tweet and I can't look on Twitter because I don't want spoilers. I really do want to watch the show and be like thrilled right to the end. So it's really hard because I love watching and seeing all the tweets after. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so funny and witty. And I really wish that like I could be one of those tweets that's quoted on all Survivor marketing but, you know, unfortunately, I just can't be up there with everyone. And then I'm too after the fact. So um, I really do appreciate that, actually. There's someone likes sort of my tweets because I feel like I'm not quite there with my Twitter game yet. But, yeah, I cannot believe my boyfriend just so off the cuff was like, this season is so good. It actually is like the best one ever. And I was like... Do you remember when I was on that show? But to be fair, to be fair, our pre-merge was like pretty minimal in terms of gameplay. So it was a good call. Uh, now, Wesley, this is just a quick fire one because you've already answered this one, Matt, before. Um, Paige, what do you prefer, boost juice or top juice? 
What's top juice? Well, I will say, I ask that question every week, but Wesley's done me a favour this week and actually provided me a little detailed explanation. Apparently, it's a grassroots-level, family-run vegetable fruit and vegetable shop in Sydney's Double Bay that started in the 1990s and now is elsewhere in Australia. So... Wow, I didn't know that. So I'm going to have to say boost juice, but I don't drink it myself because I know how much sugar is in those things. So, um, sorry, Janine, you obviously don't. Janine doesn't obviously drink them herself. So, well, um, I mean, she would be able to afford one. People like you and I and Matt can't spend take a loan to be able to afford. <laughs> or like a, spend twenty seven dollars on a juice. Yeah. yeah, banana blitz or whatever the hell they're called. Final one, I'll ask you, Erica. Yeah. This is a bit of a fun game to close it off. Uh, Erica has given me the names of three of your fellow tribe mates and you're only allowed oh, to describe God. them in one oh, word. This is a recipe for disaster. And I'm Everyone actually going to catch me out with these things. <laughs> I'm going to add an extra person here because I think it will be fun. All right. The first one in one word, Benji. I'm going to start with you, Matt. Um, sorry. I actually designed out there. <laughs> sorry, Ben. Can you say the question again? <laughs> You might, can you say the question again? One word that describes Benji. Oh, sneaky! He was he was more sneaky than than Stevie. I I even from the, the, the obviously I was only out there one, one night. One word, but, Matt. One word. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, he was he or untrustworthy. How about that? Untrustworthy. Okay, Paige. Now this is one word: Wheeler and Dealer. <laughs> Hyphenated. Okay, <laughs> we'll let it pass. Um, what about Wheeler Robbie? Robbie, Paige, you can go first with Robbie. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> self-love. <laughs> Hyphenated again. Okay. <laughs> abs, I'll just say that, abs. Oh, Matt, please. <laughs> he loves that's all he wanted to show us. That's You're so like, disgusting, oh. man. He's a human being. Look at him more for his body. Come on now. He's got a personality. You're just feeding him. You're just feeding him that. <laughs> He'll start talking about keto again with Zach and everyone. Oh, um, Jesus. Anita. Matt, what about Anita? Oh, beautiful. Heart. Oh, nice. Yeah. Tegan. Paige, you can go first. Oh, the best? Nah, what's a good <laughs> word for her? Fiery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's. I reckon you could get fire. I know, Paige, we only got to spend two days together, but I could definitely see you getting a little fiery. But I, lo- I actually oh, love yeah. that in people. I love people that stand up for what they believe in. So yeah. passionate. I'll say passionate to describe Paige. Heath. Oh, Tegan's the best. Oh, sorry. Is it, was that Tegan? That was about Tegan, shock- but hey, oh, I'm so- you could be Sorry, Paige. Well. I'm, I'm having a shocker here. That's. <laughs> Um, but hey, me and Tegan are pretty similar, so that's okay. Um, Heath, fuck, lovable. Yeah, right, Matt. Yeah, um, yeah, look, lovable. See, I, I didn't really get to know Heath all that well. Like, yeah, yeah. it's funny when, when you were saying about how funny he was. I, ne- oh. I, I was, I couldn't believe when you were just saying that because he seemed very dry. I know, no. Um, so you when you were saying he was, to a, get him at the right time. Yeah, when you said that he was the funniest guy, he was. on the on the tribe. I was like, what? Did I miss something? Yeah. So he obviously got funnier on day after day. He was two. like my kind of humor as well. Like you know, not everyone yeah. out there was my kind of humor. Like Fen and Sean's yeah. humor wasn't my kind, but Heath was my kind of humor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Jenna. Oh, f- fighter. Yeah, fighter. Fighter. Tough. Okay. tough. Yeah. All right. Now, I've added this last one just because for shits and gigs. Of course Why not? you have. Of Zach. course you have. I know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
And you're not allowed to say you keto got, either, Matt. You've got to give him a proper name, <laughs> proper word. <laughs> Leave keto alone. Oh, um, his, his biggest fan? I know it's not oh, one word. Hyphenated again? Uh, well, yeah. well, okay. Well, I did call him the kingpin, so he thought he was the kingpin, so I'll, I'll say that. Come on, Paige. Uh Ignorant. Ignorant. <laughs> Genuinely, oh. I've never met someone more so in my life. <laughs> hey, oh. Actually, Ben, um, now you said, I know you said that was going to be the last question, but I think Chris Dixon had a had a question about if if you could pick two Survivor players from your season to go on an, an All Stars, who would it be? Mm. He did, yes. I, I mean, we can fit it in if you like. Let's let's squeeze it in. Uh, but two two players in uh, from, um, from from this season. From this, this season, season, it was okay. All right, yeah. yes, we'll go with that. Yes. Well, I'll go first. I'll, I'll say that um, or David, I, I love David, but I'm a bit of an off one here. I'm going to say Brad, Stephen Bradbury. I would love to oh, see Stephen Bradbury. I, lo- I would love to see him I'm back with you. on. I am I with you there. I, if, he got, if he was in the final six now, we would have seen gold TV from him. I love my Brads. You know I love my Bradbury. Yeah. He, he was my favourite yeah. going in, so I, I would uh... be down for that. Paige, who would you, who would you bring back? Um, I'd go Harry, and I would go Sean, just so I could look at him for a bit longer. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't there, swing, that. I don't swing that, that way, but I would look at him a lot too. Come on, is, that man's. Is, is, there yeah. a fe- is, is there a female on this planet that doesn't love Sean? Is there a uh, male no. on this planet no. that doesn't love Sean? Yeah. Come on, like again, that guy is beautiful. He played for uh. Carlton. He played more games for Carlton than Richmond. Let, let's be honest. He's marrying Megan Gale. Um, yeah, but he didn't play the. He was two games short, wasn't he, of the hundred? So that makes him not, not a champion. <laughs> Apparently, that's how it works. He's a beautiful man, guys. That, that was the cutoff. Hundred games. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, first of all, Paige, thank you for your first appearance. This has been a lot of fun, and uh, we appreciate your time and your inputs and uh, everything else. And I'm sure we'll have to do this again. But thank you. Thank you for having me. And Matt, always a pleasure, mate. Thank you very much. And uh, I appreciate you uh, coming on and uh, organising Paige and, as always, uh, bringing those uh, very insightful opinions uh, onto the Oz Network. Thanks again for having me, Ben and Paige. It's great seeing you again, great chatting, and always happy to chat Survivor with you. Looking forward to the next time. Definitely. Once again, big thanks to Paige and Matt. Very fun chat there. Lots of insight going on. And, uh, yeah, about four or so episodes left of Australian Survivor to go. And uh, we will find out who will join those other Victorians and New South Welshmen in winning this season. So, um, so um, if Pia or Janine do win, then we still continue our 100% strike rate of either a New South Welshman or a Victorian winning this season. Next week, I am very, very excited for the recap uh, that we are going to be bringing to you. Now, <clears throat> now a lot of people argue still that this is season four, that uh, the first two seasons of Australian Survivor did not exist. But if you're a long-term listener to this show, you know we're purists, you know we're traditionalists, and uh, we like to appreciate the official canon of this show that Australian Survivor is in its sixth season. So we are going back to the very first season, 2002's, Channel 9 version to bring on two people who appeared on the show a couple of years ago in Lance Brooks and Katie Gold uh, together. And they haven't spoken together uh, in a long time. And uh, Lance is very intrigued to talk to Katie because Katie voted Lance out back in the day. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. They were both great guests a couple of years ago when we talked about season four. So I'm going to bring in some great insight 
to uh, this season. And I really do uh, hope that uh, you listening at home, if you're still one of these adamant believers that uh, those two seasons don't exist and that we're only on season four, to uh, listen to the episode and appreciate their thought process and their knowledge of the game because they are the original people who played this game back in the day and uh, still watch and love this show. So um, that is going to be a good one next week. And then our finale recapper, we're hoping to get someone special on for that one. Someone special on for that one. So uh, stay tuned for that, and uh, hopefully we can get them locked in. Otherwise, we will keep you updated with with who that will be. So uh, very, very exciting times coming up for those fans of Australian Survivor who listen to our show. Now, just uh, quickly, we got a lot of listener questions in, and uh, obviously we didn't have quite time to get to them. Just a couple, though, that were sort of directed at me. I think these sort of came at uh, when we were just going to have cable on, and I appreciate when people do send questions in to me. Obviously, I don't often like to ask them to myself while I've got a guest on. I kind of save it for this little conclusion bit at the end because it's just me and don't need to waste our guest time because they don't care what I think. You don't care what I think either, but I still appreciate you asking me this anyway. Uh, Zelda asked me how my keto diet is going. Um, it's going great. Thanks, Zelda. I've lost a significant amount of weight on it, and I'm still on it, so that's good. Uh, and congratulations. You've said that uh, you've lost three kilos in the last seven days. That's great, Zelda. It's a great feeling. Uh, I'm sure you're very proud of yourself, and I'm very proud of you too, so that's... Uh a great lot of work. Uh, Latifa asks uh, if I'll be doing a Season 39 cast assessment with the great Billy Garcia in the next few weeks. We did one previously. Well, finally, you asked that, Latifa, because, yes, that is the plan. We are waiting for the official drop of the cast for Island of the Idols, and it's very unusual because, generally, we always get it uh, basically a month to the day of the season. And um, if my calculations are correct, we're only three weeks away now from that season beginning. Um, so I'm not too sure as to why we haven't had that official release yet. I'm I'm, I'm assuming it's got to be in the next seven days. I don't think they're going to drop it like a week before. I'm assuming it's going to be at like two. And I realise that uh, Inside Survivor is all but confirmed who is on the show and for the most part people know who are on uh, the next season. But obviously we want to get an official cast photo. We want to get official bios, you know, where they come out and actually say who they play like, you know, or what they want to do, why they're on Survivor, all those sort of things too. So generally we wait for that while we get more information. I think most shows out there are doing that as well. So, But our plan is to get Billy on uh, because you never can have too much Billy on your show. Hashtag bring back Billy. So um, there you go. And we did get a tweet as well um, basically asking us uh, about the rumour is the next season uh, All-Stars. I think it's all but confirmed the next season is All-Stars. So that was by FQ at F. Ah, sorry, F5ones is your Twitter handle. Thanks for uh, texting us in there on Twitter. And um, nothing official has been released about it, but it's all but very much confirmed. Uh, there's a, about two or three lists floating out there. About 80% of the names are the same on each of those lists. So um, just, I guess, something will come out soon. I don't think something will probably be officially released maybe until uh, later in the year, to be honest, because I don't think we will see that until uh, the beginning of next year. So uh, I'm sure you will hear about it when it comes official there, one F. Q. Uh, but again, thanks to everyone who sent the questions in. And as always, apologies, we can't quite get to them all the time. Uh, sometimes we can, sometimes we can't. But we do appreciate you sending them in. And we will always give you the opportunity to get them in. If you want to get some ones in early for Katie and Lance, by all means, do that. But we will post something on social media for you to get those questions in. I'm very much looking forward to uh, seeing what type of questions get sent in there. Because obviously, I realize many of you listening 
probably have never seen that season, uh, or if you have, you've erased it from your memory and don't want to see it again, because I know a lot of people saw it, hated it, and never want to go back and watch it again. I was one of those people. Uh, I'm sure if you listen to many old episodes of Survivor, as you will hear me bagging out Australian Survivor uh, the very first season. But again, I've come very much full circle and appreciate it more than most people. I, I would go out on a limb and say I appreciate it more than anyone out there, really, of uh, how actually good the season is in the hindsight. So uh, that is my viewpoint, and many people disagree with me but hey that's the beauty of opinions They're like assholes we all have them right uh and also outside of survivor i'll just use that quote on the show no one and nobody listens um we have other stuff going on uh u.s survivor flashback friday happened earlier today peter harkey was our flashback friday interview a very fun chat that one go download it and listen to it it's great we have lost episodes on monday we're in the fourth season of lost recapping every single episode of that myself and noah a lot of fun doing that one tuesdays at the moment is kind of a random rewatch day uh colin and rossi are doing a jonathan taylor thomas month i joined them earlier this week to do a recap of the movie wild america i had a lot of fun with that one but uh they're going to be doing an episode of smallville next i believe that featured jonathan taylor thomas and if all you young listeners out there don't know Jonathan Taylor Thomas is. He was a 90s heartthrob. He was kind of the the kid of the 90s, really. Uh, Everybody loved him, and he was in everything, Home Improvement and all those fun things. So they're eventually going to be doing a Home Improvement episode and a Last Man Standing episode as well, uh, one of his latest acting gigs, because he kind of went into obscurity after a while, did JTT. So uh, download and listen to those. Uh, Wednesday, now... Next week, uh, we're just ramping up the third watch coverage because uh, next Wednesday, we've got another third watch recap. We're in the middle of the sixth season, so we're getting very close to the finale of those. But any third watch fan out there is excited for September 2019 because on the 23rd of September, that is the day that uh, the 20th anniversary of the day that the show premiered. It premiered in the US on the 23rd of September 1999. So we are organizing a special reunion with some fellow cast members Uh, former cast members, I should say, who are coming on the show to talk about their time on the show. It's very, very exciting. Uh, It's one of the most exciting things I personally have ever been involved in in my entire life, my entire career. So I'm very much looking forward to doing that one. And we'll also be doing another special on the same day, talking to the fans of Third Watch, kind of uh, reminiscing about the memories and everything along those lines too. So if you're a fan of Third Watch, and I know there are a few of you out there who do listen to the show, uh, get excited for that. Stay tuned on our social media. Obviously, each day we have been celebrating... Uh, currently the, the top 20 most appearances on the show by the actors, giving a little blurb and a celebration of those people. So, um, obviously if you've, uh, been following those, you'll know there's plenty more of those to come, but, uh, exciting time to be a third watch fan and also an exciting time to be a movie fan because in the coming weeks in about two or three weeks time we have started our terminator coverage we are recapping all five terminator films in the lead up to the sixth terminator film dark fate released at the end of october so we obviously start with the very first terminator movie we do terminator 2 judgment day one of the greatest movies of all time uh, followed by terminator 3 rise of the machines terminator salvation and terminator genesis colin and i recapping all of those films and then once we get about halfway through those films you know what we're doing we are doing star wars in the lead up to star wars the rise of skywalker coming out in december so so much content to keep you busy here on the oz network with some great things planned for the end of the year we've got some great things planned for next year and we appreciate you coming on this little journey with us. We've got some exciting things, too, to make uh, little things easier for you here and there when it comes to listening to certain types of content. So stay tuned to our social media channels, as always. 
And from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening and listening to me waffle on. Because if you're still listening to this point, as I always say, then bloody hell, you're a fan of this show and I love you. Thank you very much. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe on all the relevant podcast channels. Please, if you can, leave us some feedback on those channels. We really would appreciate hearing your thoughts. We're on Instagram as well. Theoznetwork.net is our website where you can find all of these episodes. And if you ever want to drop us a line, send us a message on any of those channels, or you can also email us at theoznetwork at hotmail.com. That easy. That simple. Why aren't you doing it right now? My name is Ben. Thanks for tuning into the Oz Network. And we will speak to you next time. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.